0: This is The Business Machine, where we talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. We know that they, as high-energy, non-stop, inspirational leaders, are behind their well-oiled machines. We will get their tips and tools, and also listen to their mistakes and how they overcame them. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, and create a great team so that our machines will eventually run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machine is Firing Up. Episode 003 of Business Machine and Learning from Our Mistakes. I'm your host, Brian Town. Thanks for joining us today. Business Machine and Learning from Our Mistakes is really to talk to small business owners um, not only about what they do and how they've been successful, but more importantly, what are some things that they need to work on and and what are some mistakes that they made so that we could all learn from those mistakes. And I thought that would be some good information to get. And um, so our, our third guest on our podcast is Amanda Stitt. And Amanda Stitt is the CEO of Change Media Group here in Lansing a full-service creative agency that uses advanced digital data and technology to provide targeted media services, including direct mail, print, and digital advertising to a broad range of clients. Amanda, thanks for coming on.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Brian. Glad to be here.
0: Super excited to be guest 003 on on Business Machine, right?
1: Right. Very (laughs) excited. The coolest
0: thing you've ever done?
1: Yeah. My first podcast (laughs) I've been on, for sure. No way,
0: really? Yeah. Well, look at that. We're yeah. making all kinds of things happen. So thanks for coming, Amanda. Uh, you know, and really what we're trying to, all of us, is when somebody comes up to us, and you're really good at it, and I think we've been at networking things together, but if you were at a networking event or if you were just out with your husband um, and somebody says, well, what do you do? What would you tell
1: them? Right. So I would tell them I run a targeted media firm, but they probably wouldn't know
0: what that meant. Right. They wouldn't know what that was. At all.
1: Um, and so I think for a lot of people who are out there, um, trying to make their way, get a business going, um, you know, you start with a great website, um, and you might go and and get a great video produced by someone like yourself. Yeah, Um, I know
0: a guy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: I know a guy. (laughs) And, um, and so, uh, you know, but it's not enough to just have sure. that a great website. Often people spend a lot of money um, on a great website, but if you're not driving traffic to it in the best way possible and really finding your targeted demographic, the people who have been buying your services to get to find more people right. who are like that so that's what we specialize in is how to find those people online um, but also offline. I think the funny thing that when you and I talk. Um, about marketing, the thing that you've been surprised by um, with us is that we really believe in direct mail also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's something that we have this kind of all around use approach uh, where we, we find people online and
0: offline. Yeah. And I think we tell that story too, just from working with you guys. And when we meet with clients and there you know we we mentioned that and and we're like well you know we've got this company and they really believe still in both and and so i really we kind of learned that from you guys and i think it's interesting too about all that data that's available out there you know both on social media you know google and those kind of things that you can really i think the idea is to capture your buyers um, or people who are like your buyers mm-hmm. is that kind of
1: Absolutely, so I think that that's something like for for a company that um, you know is looking to drive more sales say they 're a home builder, for example, um, they know that the folks who buy their houses, only, you know, make a certain amount or above. Right. Um, and so there's only a limited number of those people in a certain metro area. And so if we can help you by, you know, getting you to um, do some targeted advertising online so we can actually just target those ads at those people versus buying a billboard, for example, sure. then that's where we're everybody gonna...
0: sees that. Or even, you right. know, even if you think about not targeting, because you can certainly advertise on Facebook to everybody, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of those people may not want to buy that. That expensive home, so right. why even let them see it?
1: Right, and that there's definitely something to be said for advertising to everybody to increase your sure. brand recognition. If you're a a big company that that everyone can buy your product, um, if you're Coca-Cola, for example. But if you feel like you're, you know, you need to find more young people to be loyal to your brand, then that's something too that we we definitely can strategize on.
0: So, so tell us a little bit about. Sort of how and why you decided what was that what was that moment that said, "All right, let's start a company. Uh, right, let's do this really good idea. <laughs> let's start our own company because it'll be so awesome." Risk. That's right.
1: No, exactly. So um, the company really started with my husband Ryan, um, and you know he uh, really saw that there were these other digital agencies out there who were charging a lot for not a lot of value. Um, right. That there, there was. Um, definitely a lot of waste out there and that people were not taking advantage of um, you know, all the, the tools and technologies that were out there, but were kind of claiming that they were. Yeah. And <laughs> um and not and, and charging a lot for it. And so he really believed that he could do it a lot better. And and so I think that's what with starting this company, what he did and and now with us working together, um, it's been quite an adventure, but it's, I, yeah, it's I imagine. great every day. <laughs> yeah. And um, she says that with a
0: smile on her face in case Brian, you're listening.
1: <laughs> so um so that's we're about, you know, three years old now and um and we've grown from um you know, just Ryan starting the business to now nine people. Yeah.
0: So. Happened pretty quick. Because I remember when you were here with the, us at the Neil Center, it was just you, really, and you two, maybe and one other. Is that correct? Yep,
1: uh, Elizabeth. And yeah, then Elizabeth we brought on two interns. Two, yep. And, and then... now
0: all of a sudden you're in a new space in real time. right. So right. it's working. It is. Good. It is. Um, and I find that interesting, too. I think it's that entrepreneurial mindset that you see a problem in the world, in the, in the area, in the niche that you're in, and you see that you can do it better. And so rather than just saying, boy, I wish somebody could do that better, you say, I think I can do that better. Right. And is that – I mean, is that something that's sort of hardwired in in the, in the people who decide to start their own business? I mean, it's most – not most, but a lot of people don't think that way.
1: You know, I, I think you're right. Um, I, I definitely – and we wrote about this recently on our blog um, – that my grandparents owned their own business um, that actually my great grandfather started in Los Angeles, a linen supply business Mm -hmm. and, you know, grew up really knowing a lot about what they had done um, and taking this risk and moving out to California from the homestead um, on the plains and, and starting this business and really, you know, making a a go of it and treating their employees really well and, um, and providing great service. And, and, uh, so it was something I really admired, but I really never thought of myself as an entrepreneur or someone who was going to go into like, business that looks someday. Great, but I'm not going to do that. Right? Yeah. I would like a job where I'm going <laughs> to do great things <laughs> yeah. for somebody. somebody like that. Yeah. So, um, but no, I think that the combination of of Ryan and I together and yeah. um, how we've been able to solve problems in our careers for other people and, and realizing that we had a lot that we could contribute together. So, mm-hmm. no, so I here like, we are.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. And, and sometimes it's, you know, you don't really, until you step back and look at it, you're just like, yeah, let's just do this and see what happens. But it was, at some point it was, the, there was that decision to do this. And, you know, you didn't, you know, once you thought about it, then you actually took action, which a lot of people don't and, and made that leap. And, and I think that's admirable. And, and it's uh, I think almost every small business owner that's out there listening to us probably did at some point did the same thing. Right. So <laughs> this isn't really part of the questions too, but how is that, how does working with your husband all day long and, and how does that work? Are you guys, because I know a lot of people out there have worked with their significant other before and, and some people say, boy, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys make that work, and, and how is it working?
1: Well, so we have, I would say, definitely different strengths. Um, yeah. And so knowing what those strengths are and how to, you know, what what he handles better than I do or what I handle, handle better than him is something that's, I think, really important, that we have a lot of communication, of course, yeah. um, between the two of us. Um, also, um, that we... We definitely also focus on having some time apart and doing other things, but we do spend (laughs) a lot of time time together and it's really great having our daughter um, to be able to, you know, if Ryan has, you know, still a couple of hours of work ahead of him for the night that I go get Amelia from daycare or um, if I need to, you know, work late. Then you know he gets her, and and so it's kind of like that juggling is much easier um, when we're yeah, just right there with each other. Yeah,
0: and you're not also tied down by a boss necessarily, so right. if you have to make things happen. I know Amelia's been in here a few times along with Cora, so those are I think some definite added benefits of that too. Yeah, so, it is cool. Um, Man, it gave me 10 years. You know, a book that I read um, that was inspiring to me in the story uh, was of uh, Zingerman's out of Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. and I read their books and saw them speak a couple of times. And one of the things I, of the many cool things in that book was there, they did a 10-year plan, and it really, really wasn't sort of like a 10-year step-by-step business planning kind of thing. It was just like, here's what the office looks like in 10 years, and here's what our business looks like in 10 years. I want to try to see what that looks like for you and and the people that we interview. Where do you see change media group in 10 years?
1: Great question. Um, and I think it's a tough one to think about, but so I think we've put ourselves into the space that we want to be in, um, for a while, um, being in this kind of great former industrial space in Rio town. Um, we really believe in Lansing. Thank you. And, um, and that it's a cool space that I think, you know, we want to attract young, smart talent, um, and give them a, a fun space to live and work in, basically. Sure, when they <laughs> walk in
0: the door, they're like, hey, man, I want to work here. Yeah, yeah. That's important, yeah.
1: And um, so we're really happy about that. And, um, you know, but in terms of the kind of company that we're going to be, you know, that's, I think, you know, no matter what, we're going to continue to provide this kind of service that helps people connect. Um, that's really what it means to to be an advertiser um, and to, you know, help people raise money and do all of the kinds of things um, Targeted services that that we we do um, that it's about making connections, um, you know right now we spend a lot of time helping people advertise well on Facebook and Google and throughout the web, um, but ten you know years. ten years ago facebook didn 't exist, exactly. so what's going to be the the who platforms knows? that we 're working with yeah. ten years from now? who knows but um, but I think no matter what we'll be just helping people solve problems creatively digitally and and otherwise who knows how else but um but yeah i think we um we definitely have a growth mindset we really um you know like our the size of our team right now but i think you know we would love to be you know two or three times the size um depending on on how things go and you know and that of course with ryan and i working together it's about um you know being happy and having a happy team and so kind of finding that that happy medium the right
0: size for us now to our favorite part of the program and the basis of the program, and it's scary. But, you know, we need to talk about the mistakes. And, and again, as I was telling you before the show, when I was talking to people about, hey, if I ever write a book, it's not going to be about all the good things that I did. It's going to be about all the mistakes that I made along the way. And most people, when I say that, if not all of them, go, oh, my gosh, I would read that book. And they were like, I could be in that book. Because what we want to do is find out some mistakes that you made along the way um, and sort of how you recovered and what that did for, for you and your business. And so what do you think so far to this date? Cause we're going to make many more mistakes. What do you think as a, as a company, what was your biggest mistake? And if you could tell somebody, Hey, don't do this, mm-hmm. what would that be?
1: Um, I think the, the big thing often is really finding that focus sooner rather than later is really important. And by that, I mean what services you're providing and what you're willing to say no to. Right. Um, Because at first, you have
0: a tendency to say, absolutely. I can do that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I can do that. Sure. But but should I spend that time doing that? Is there somebody
0: else that could better do that for you or for your client?
1: Right. And um, and so there are definitely, you know, I think we've learned a lot about what we should refer to other people. Yeah. Um, You know, for example, we can do survey research. You know, that's something that we we have expertise in, um, or we've done it, but it's not something that we want to, that to be our business. And right. so we should, we've learned about how to just provide that by referring it to, to others, um, who that is the business that they want to be in. So, um, so that's one thing. Um, and just really, yeah, staying in your lane yeah. and, and not trying to deviate from the core services that you're really good at and trying to figure out how to spend the time, uh, marketing those services. the best way possible to find the clients that you want.
0: And I can see how it can happen because especially as a new business owner um, who has a staff uh, to feed and rent to pay and all that other stuff is you see no matter what comes in as as revenue right here's some money that we can make if we do these surveys we can make some money but but I think you we uh, now that we know and I still don't do a very good job with that but what what is the cost of doing that and not spending time on what you're really good at. Mm -hmm. So that's where the cost you can really figure, because people are like, oh, it's just money, but it isn't really. Because now you're not servicing your clients who love you, who, you know, if you spend more time with them, maybe they'll do more services. And so I think as, as people listening out there, that really narrowing down what you're really good at, and I heard on a podcast that I was listening to, and I love it, is instead of going a mile wide and an inch deep, go a mile deep and an inch wide, and then once you've got that then you can start to go out a little bit further but um that's that's i think that's a really important lesson and so along those same lines was there something that you tried that said you know what this would probably be a really good idea we should do this and then it wasn't
1: you know i definitely was um was thinking about that quite a bit and um you know i think that probably it's been where we've tried to provide a service that we think will lead to something else. Right. You know, and that kind of gets again to the staying in your lane. But I see, I see it.
0: Yeah. Like, Hey, if we get the, if we can do this for this client, Mm -hmm. then we'll be able to do what we're really good at. So, So let's just do this. But then it doesn't work out, does it? Sometimes, right.
1: sometimes, and and probably not often enough. And so
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so that's you think after the first two or three times we learn, but
1: right. And then the, the the other issue that comes up is you know pricing things yeah. um, the right way so that you're you know really considering how much time of yours it's going to take, not just for um, the person who's going to be implementing. Um, the right. task, cool. but but, but for you to manage leader, them right? and to make sure that it's getting up to your standard of quality
0: and everything and I think one of the things that we're getting better at is is I think our pricing is getting better, but um, is what we, I think what we need to still get better at is actually then once we have that pricing is then tracking a project from start to finish, mm-hmm. specifically so that if you said this is going to take me four hours to do. And you bill a client for four hours. And then no matter what, you're just going to do the job. It's not like the alarm goes off four hours later and you stop. Yeah. So I think that's what we need to get better at is really saying, hey, does this, you know, three pages on this ex- on this website that were extra, does it really take John three hours to do? Right. And then if it just takes John three hours to do, what time does it take me to do? Yeah. So I think that's something that we all have to get better at.
1: And something, too, um, you know, for businesses who provide services to other businesses right. Um the challenge of you get a project and then it might get delayed for sure. one reason or another. You know, Often maybe the client isn't ready for one stage of it. And so a, a project that you think will be done and off your plate within a month right. ends up being multiple months. And then um, that time that it takes you just as you're checking in with your team to say, is this getting done? Are we ready to move forward? The fact yeah. that it's just kind of still yeah, sitting yeah. there, that's something too that you know, you don't think about that being a, kind of an opportunity cost, but it
0: is. Yeah, it is. And I think we, you know, we had a project that um, we, somebody wanted to get rid of the end-of-the-year money, and so they paid for a website up front at the end of last mm-hmm. year, and then they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And they knew that. But then they were a, a client that gets really busy in the springtime, and so you know the money's been paid for. We started talking to them, and then they would just kind of got dropped. They weren't ready. They were too busy. And then all of a sudden it came, and they were ready to go. And so then just, I think ramping up the team and getting the team back on that page again is, is also takes some time too. So yeah, I like that. Um, so I mean, one of the things that, um, I have, I have lots, I mean, we, we would have a whole show on, um, what I have to work on personally, but as a small, I mean, Brian. we could keep going, <laughs> but, uh, what do you think as a small business owner, as a business owner, what, what are some things that you have to work on and, and how are you going to? tackle those.
1: Right. So, um, so delegation, I think is just always a constant struggle. Um, you know, as a firm, we've been focused on, you know, me as the CEO being, um, in charge of sales. And so, you know, there are projects that I bring in that then I end up managing. And, um, and so definitely trying to, you know, manage less projects and, and, um, giving those, Away to more of our team members who are, you know, really becoming excellent project managers, and um, and and also just kind of doing more kind of legwork on yeah. on giving out individual tasks as those need to get done too. Um, and so, and we've you know worked worked really hard on project management, and I think we're getting really really good at it, but that um, that's a constant struggle. I think for everyone, um, yeah, project that's management something we're really working on. Yeah, always. we're always working on that always too. Working and,
0: on it. You no know, real eye opener for me was is it, a lot of people. You know, Tom this morning said the same thing. Delegation, delegation, mm-hmm. delegation. It's hardest thing. It was really hard for me, um, and it wasn't that I didn't think they could do as good of a job, if not better. And, and typically, in my case, it was I think the people that I have on my staff they probably are going to do a better job than I would. But it was like I don't want to bother them with this. I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. And. You know, a really good example was um, I had to get this PowerPoint presentation, make it look better for the client, just so that it was all branded correctly. And I'm like, ah, shoot, I can do that, no problem. And I kept putting it off, putting it off because I just didn't have time to do it. And I was telling my wife this, and she's like, well, just tell Melissa to do it; she'll get it done in like 30 minutes. I'm like, ah, that's so little; like she's got enough on her plate. So I finally texted Melissa, and I'm like, hey, could you do this? She's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. 45 minutes later. It was done, it was a lot better than I was even trying to start mine. So that was a huge weight off my shoulder, and it took me three days and a bunch of worry to even think about it. But I think as small business owners, that delegation is really hard.
1: Right, it is. And I think um, something, too, that's just been a tremendous asset to us um, from our team is that we have some really great interns right now who are really good at research. And so much of what we do to help our clients is very specific research on how they can you know, increase their market share sure. and drive sales, donations, that kind of thing. So, um, so that's something that you know takes a lot of time and energy, and um, and the other people are more. Ex- I, I think more proficient at that exhaustive yeah. research than I am, so that's
0: really great. And if you're listening out there and you don't have interns from either Michigan State or Cooley, I don't know if Cooley does internships, but LCC, I mean, we have had such great success with our interns here at, Michi- at Michigan Creative, and you know, I think the easiest way to get them is is find some classes that you can speak in, uh, mm-hmm. because professors are always looking for business people to speak in. It's real world uh, experiences. That's ninety percent of the way we get our interns is I'll go and speak, talk about our company. And, and then we get, and we get a bunch of resumes and so I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. So I mean, I think a lot of us as small business owners, it becomes our life because especially us as digital marketers um, you know, we can do a lot from our cell phone. You can always work. You can always work. I mean, it's gotten so bad that maybe at times you need to just turn your phone off. So let's talk about that because I, what I feel like sometimes is that, I'm not, you know, I'm not working hard enough because here it is. It's, you know, 630 and I'm going home and, and I could still be doing this. I could check on this. I could maybe send an email to a client and maybe get some more business.
1: Yeah, could check on those ads, uh, see how they're doing. Exactly.
0: And that's not healthy. So how do you have that work-life balance? don't, you, you know, and that work-life balance to me, I, I really don't like that term because I think if you really enjoy your job, right. that, that, you know, it's part of your life. And but you know we still have to be able to turn it off and recharge our batteries. How do you do that?
1: Good question. so um, something that uh, we definitely do with our team you know we try to make it clear when we're going to be asking a lot of people and when you know we're going to be working on the weekends and and then also rewarding people with days off yeah. so you know we've the last two or three weekends we've had a day on um, To try to get some big projects done, and then we have a a day off tomorrow on Friday, which is great. And it's nice um, when everybody has a day off.
0: Yeah, you know, on a a
1: day of the week where you're not expecting because you know you (laughs) might you might have the day off, Brian, (laughs) But if Melissa is still working, then she's emailing you. That's
0: actually what happens to us a lot. And I tried one time when she was off. Uh I said, "I'm not going to text you. I promise." You know, it's a Friday, your day off. Not, I think it was 9:30. (laughs) (laughs) I texted her.
1: Yeah. So that's, I think that's one thing that we really consciously try to do and have, have, you know, really looked at the calendar and are working on, Uh Um, you know, but personally, you know, with Ryan and I, it's definitely, you know, at dinner, phones are off and away, or not off, but away, so we can't see them, ringers are off, that kind of thing. Um, And, uh, you know, really trying to unplug as much as possible on the weekends, because to me, weekends can be really refreshing if... You are able to get that yeah. that time and distance away, and then um, I think also trying to be a little regimented about some kind of um, some time for yourself. Um, so Ryan plays um, hockey and golf, um, so that's something that is really good and predictable for him. I need to get back into art classes, and I've yeah. just been.
0: It's sad know. that we have to schedule it. Yep, but it you is. Do. But
1: that's the way you kind of have to do it. Yeah, I think, and if you enjoy
0: it, you should do smart for sure. Pottery. Something. That's
1: what I've been, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I need to do a better job at that too, and you know, I've got the the kids at home too, and I, I, what I try to do um, is, if I can, and Saturdays are usually pretty quiet as far as my cell phone goes, is I try to make Saturdays just a no work day. You know, Mm -hmm. Sundays are a great day to work because, I don't know, just gets Mondays ready, you know, or I'm just making excuses to work all the time, but so good, I like that a lot. So, employees are huge for us Mm -hmm. i think we both have for small business and and startups i guess you could call us we have a large staff i think um but i always say to people that if i didn't have a staff i'd be a millionaire Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't have any business it'd be great for like a week and then we'd be out of business but um how do you make sure that you get the right employees how do you keep them and how do you make sure that they're you know even happy is not a good enough word just satisfied and they enjoy what they do every day
1: Absolutely. So the, I think this is something we think about a lot and we've worked really hard on and, um, that I think Ryan and I both have managed teams, um, before we started this business and we've, we learned a lot, um, from that. And, um, and I think I've brought a lot of good, good things to this business because of that. So, um, so to start with, I think we recruit really well, yep. and um, we pay our interns. We pay our interns 10-10 an hour, and so I think that's a really great um, incentive to attract, you know, good talent and show that we take them very seriously. Um, and so our interview process is really pretty aggressive um, in terms of, you know, we might interview people twice potentially and also um do a work test really Um, just
0: just for even the intern positions yeah absolutely i don't want to like not even the intern positions. (laughs) you (laughs) know what i mean
1: yeah so like if it's a communications position there will be some kind of writing exercise that we're asking for or graphic design to um to ask someone to visually represent um an idea um so i think that's really great for for getting us to like a a really great pool of people yeah um and and so with the two interns that we had last summer, um, John and Kelly, they are now full time designers awesome. um, on our team. And so I think that, like they would say, that there's really been this cycle of sure. um, learning and training that we've given them and retention. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. And if they want to stay on, and I think it says a lot about their character that they've obviously they worked pretty hard to get the job mm-hmm. um, as an intern, but then they've obviously done a pretty good job for you. Excellent, an exceptional job. Otherwise, they wouldn't be full time,
1: right? And, um, and then it, when it comes to keeping people and keeping people happy, yeah. um, we take that very seriously as well. And kind of how we work, you know, we do, um, we start the day with a daily meeting to talk about what priorities everyone has for the day. Every day? Um, every day. Nice. Yeah, 930. Wow, like I like that. that. Yeah. And um, and then a weekly meeting to talk more about projects um, in detail. And, and then we also do quarterly meetings to take a look back at what's worked, Um well for the last three months and then um take a look forward at you know what our big goals mm. are and that's with everybody sport. in the company
0: mm-hmm. mm. yep. i like that a lot
1: and um and then along with that there's having fun yeah. happy hours i know you do a good job of that yes we do probably <laughs>
0: too good <of> a job
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we need to do better yeah. at that um, but it's
0: hard you know and that's you know we all think that and I don't want to use Google as an example, but that's what everybody brings up. You know, this isn't Google, you know, where mm-hmm. you gotta have fun and do this kind of thing. But I always feel bad at times because I don't think we're doing enough fun activities. But, boy, it's hard to do that, especially when you have part-timers and interns and full-timers and you have got work to do.
1: Right. Yes, absolutely. And I think we also need to give ourselves a little bit of credit for the fact that a lot of our work is fun. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you and I, we've been on shoots together. Yeah, and it's awesome. the the different kinds of things people are exposed to through our work is pretty fun. Yeah. We
0: meet a lot of really cool people that I would probably never met. Yeah. And we're in areas that we probably haven't been in a whole lot, but I can't ever remember. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's creative and the process is cool. And then when you get a final product and it's awesome, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I don't think I can ever remember going, Oh man, I don't want to go to this video shoot. Right. I mean, it wasn't, it's never something that, I mean, I love it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And
1: then the other thing that we've been focusing a lot on too is culture and really talking about our mission, mm-hmm. you know, as a, a firm. And the thing that we say a lot is that we won't sell people something that they don't need. Um, and we really stick to that. Cool. And, um, and then, so kind of from that, that's like kind of one of the things on our top ten list of commandments. Yeah. Um at Change Media Group. And so, so we're, we're still refining the list and it's gonna go on the wall.
0: On a stone tablet? Um, probably. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Wait, I could carve it. No, I couldn't <laughs> read it. If I carved it. You couldn't read it. I like that. I like that. And culture's big and I think I, I think that's more common now. And I think the benefits of us being small and Um, right now and doing what we both love Mm -hmm. allows us to share that with our employees and we hire people that like the same things that we do sort of you know obviously you would hire people that are interested in graphic design and marketing and advertising so I think it you know it makes it easy for us but I think we always have to be as CEOs sometimes we get buried in our work and we're behind our computer and I think I always need to get up off my desk and go you know talk to people and work with people. And you, you still have right. to remember to be the like, to-do that's list awesome. Is yeah. Endless. You yeah. can sit behind your computer and answer emails all day long. Right. And I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's think terrible. I'm stopping emailing as of today. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a bold statement. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I just decided that.
1: <laughs> well, you're in charge.
0: <laughs> that's right. I am. Not, but not really at all. So real quick, we've got, um, we're going to turn up the business machine a little bit, go a little bit faster for these okay. last questions and get out of here. Word. But, Tell me what is your favorite place. doesn't have to be in the area necessarily, but mm-hmm. what is your favorite place to eat and or drink in the area?
1: My favorite new place is the beer grotto.
0: Okay. I like really that. love that. Very cool. Very cool. I Scott. haven't eaten there yet, but I have. No, I have. Never mind. It was really good.
1: Yeah. The paninis yes, are really good. That's what I have. Um, so I like that a lot and um, really love El Azteco yeah. too. It's got the roof.
0: It's a classic. It's really great. Yeah. You can't beat that in the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. Fall times, in the fall, it's really cool, too. L.S. Teco and East Lansing. Yes. Yeah, got to go there. I might go there tonight. What's your favorite quote?
1: So, thought about this a lot. I think that the one that I will say for sure um, for right now, because I think it really speaks to what we do, both of us, Um, Henry Ford said this. I like it. He said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said, faster horses. I like it. So you know, talking about when he got into producing cars, you know, that if you had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So a lot of that really speaks to what we do and what people may think they need versus what they actually will actually get them a better result now and how quickly things are changing um, in this digital world and kind of why we named ourselves Change Media Group yeah. at Change Media Group.
0: I like that. And it's sometimes really hard, especially starting out, is to convince clients of something that they think they want or convince them that they need something different mm-hmm. because, you know, that old saying is client's always right, you know, customer's are always right. You know if you do what they want, maybe in some cases, it's not going to get the results that they expect. Right. So I like that. I like that a lot. I've never heard that quote. You think I, you think I would be in here and close to Detroit, but that's awesome.
1: Yes, and also, of course, yeah, in the spirit of our Michigan roots. That's right. Yeah.
0: If you could meet and have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why?
1: I have this thing for Warren Buffett. Do you? I think he's just fascinating. I think he, they call him the Oracle of Omaha because he really sees things that other people don't see um, in business. He is a really good delegator. Um, he's very good at empowering people to lead a company. But and in I, like, charge and yeah,
0: I like that almost better than delegating is empowering other people. Right. Yeah.
1: And he also spends a lot of time in his day, not looking at email, just reading. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He oh, spends a ton of time. That would be the only reading. question I would ask. And I, yeah. Like, so that's something that I think is fascinating. Ryan and I, both like him a lot, yeah. and we talk about wanting to go to a um, Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting in Omaha that'd someday. Be sweet. And apparently, they have the best zoo in the country, also. So we'll be bringing Amelia. And that's awesome. Hopefully, I, meeting
0: Warren Buffett. That'd be sweet. Yeah, and I, I think you know, along that um, same lines too, that I was listening to some of their podcasts since I just got into him recently, and so now that's why we're doing a podcast. But as if you want to be a somebody said, if you want to be a millionaire then you should start hanging out with billionaires. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be a successful business person, you should hang out and talk to other successful business owners. And I think surrounding yourself with those type of people and, and really learning from them is, I mean, there's so many resources out there and so many people that have done what we are doing mm-hmm. and done a really good job at it. And so I think seeking out those people are important. That'd be cool to have dinner. If you ever get to have a chance with that, just remember you said it. Yeah. First.
1: I'm really curious about who you want to have dinner with.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know what? I, there's two people that I could think of. One would be Abraham Lincoln, uh-huh. just because I I don't know, I just really want to hear more about what that time was like. I don't know, he just seems fascinating to me. And Alfred Hitchcock for sure. Oh. I'd love to have dinner with Alfred Hitchcock and pick his brain. As spooky as it as it may be. Right. But neither one of those people are alive, but uh and then they're and they're not really business owners either
1: yeah something entrepreneurial though yeah. of course, about being a filmmaker right you know so I'll you have know to that. think about that. So. you put me
0: on the spot, but I think those two people uh, I think that would be really cool absolutely so amanda I what we're surrounded by technology, but what technology app device software mm-hmm. what couldn't what couldn't you live without
1: well, so for our business, asana is a critical piece of software that we use for project management mm-hmm. and really kind of try to live in um, in terms of what tasks we're doing day to day. So if you haven't checked it out, yeah, Sana's,
0: Yeah, we are looking at that. We're using Slack right now, which uh-huh, integrates. Yeah, yeah. And so, so it, what Slack doesn't give us is that sort of task list. And I think that's you know what we're trying to do is instead of and Slack has helped us do this. Is instead of emailing stuff to each other right across the hall, mm-hmm. it's just on...
1: Trying to get rid of email. Yeah, that's just the big goal. It's just on Slack. Or it's
0: just on Asana. Yeah. Yeah. The White Whale. Cool.
1: So, yeah, that would be the big one on the business side. Personally, I'm loving podcasts too these days. Oh, yeah. So I really love my podcast app and um, listening to, you know, Fresh Air, yeah. Death, Sex, and Money. That's a good podcast.
0: I'll have to check that one out.
1: Here's the thing.
0: I'll have to is check that one out. Baldwin that's fun too. There's the Mark Maron one too. That one's pretty good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Really like that one. He's very good.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of business ones on there too. And I just started to think, okay, great. You know, I can listen to the radio, which is cool sometimes too, or um, some music or whatever. But I thought, man, if I'm going to be driving, I think I need to get something that's going to motivate me, you mm-hmm. know, cause there's ebbs and flows as a business owner. Sometimes you're not very motivated and you're kind of down. It's like, ugh, I wish this was going this way. And so I think that helps me anyway to go, all right, no, there's they're, they're still like, you know, this can happen. So I like, yeah, I've been really in it after podcasts have been around for a long time. I can't believe it took me this long to actually start listening to them.
1: Right. And then the mother of all podcasts, Serial, apparently. Oh, right? really? Well, it, yeah. That's the one that I think got a lot of people listening to podcasts recently.
0: I'm going to have to check that out. The
1: takeoff from This American Life. Oh, yeah. case yep. of Adnan. Yep, 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 yep. addictive, yep. addictive.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Well, um, We're just about done here, Amanda. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or Mm -hmm. Change Media Group, what's the best way to do that?
1: So, of course, our website is changemediagroup.com. My contact info, just feel free to email me, amanda at changemediagroup.com. And all of our other contact info, phone number and everything, is on the website, and we love to talk to people. So just give us a call.
0: Well, hey, thanks for being a huge part of Lansing's success. Thanks for taking time out to be here with us on our third episode of business machine.
1: Thank you, Brian town. It's an honor. And thank you for all you do.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back uh, shortly uh, with episode zero zero four. Thanks for listening and have a great day. And thanks for listening to the business machine.